0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Foreign Football Podcast. Today, I have the great honor to introduce Kennedy Mwini, the most capped player for Zambia and penalty stopper specialist extraordinaire, to be honest. Kennedy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We're really excited to hear your thoughts on just, you know, your career. Got obviously the World Cup going on. So, even in a country like here in the U.S., even Americans are getting excited about, the, about our chances. And, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to having you.
1: Uh, it's always an honor. And uh, good evening. And I don't know what time is it that side. I'm saying good evening this side because it's just past, it's, uh, past 8. Yeah, so we're still... Um, it's, it's still early evening here, yeah.
0: It's early afternoon-ish over here but um you know we were talking about this a little bit before but this is an interesting world cup and you know one thing I was curious about we got Eric Bernard managing Saudi Arabia over in the world cup and I remember he was the manager for you guys with Zambia when he won the African cup of nations so that's an interesting one to be honest I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. And he's a fantastic manager, man. I mean, you know, for those that may not know, you got when Zambia won in 2011, African Cup of Nations, you did phenomenal. You, 2012, you scored in that African Cup of Nations. You know what? That was the first one that I'd ever gotten the the chance to see, actually. Uh, Okay. Look, I think.
1: He has grown as a coach in Leaps and Pals, you know, after he won with Zambia in 2012 in the Nations Cup. He went on to win another uh, half one with uh, Ivory Coast. And uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, for him to be a coach of uh, Saudi Arabia at the moment, you know, you know, you must understand sometimes the culture is different uh, and uh, the players, the way they understand you is different. And it's very important for a manager, like have, you know, we know that... Uh, He's a he's a, he's a he's a hard guy you know so the culture also comes in uh, it depends the way you understand him but uh, he's a fantastic fantastic coach and uh, i'm waiting for that game as well because uh, i wanna see what they have because uh, i i've 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 worked uh, under him and uh, he's is very 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 um how can i put it um he always like is one person who, who lives, eat, drink football. That's, that's what I can say. I can describe him.
0: So, you know, we've had Argentina had the hand of God. They've got the hand of air. Let's see what can go on because you're right. I mean, this is a man that led Ivory Coast to success. Last World Cup, he was managing Morocco. Mm. When, when he came in as manager for Zambia, Did you notice a notable, a noticeable change in kind of the locker room and with the team in general, did it lift you guys up, you know, maybe from a competitive standpoint or because it sounds like he had so much passion that it, it rubs off on you. And especially to be a manager for any national team in Africa with the amount Mm -hmm. of passion that's that's not an easy job. It, it, it takes a special type of skipper to be able to, to go and manage that. <laughs> and Like I said, he's so
1: passionate about football. Um, when he was coaching us uh, in Zambia, because uh, he coached us first, and then he left, he went and coached Angola. Then he came for a second cent with, uh, with Zambia. And that's when he won the Nations Cup. And uh, looking at the team which he had well, before he left for Angola, is the same team he found when he came back so basically, <laughs> basically most of us when you are doing the kind of a coach he is uh strict uh, especially in terms of tactical you know he's very is very very strict and uh, look is one coach who is always encouraging um he die he's one person who doesn't put pressure too much on his players he always tells you that uh, let the whole pressure be on me. Just do your job, work, I'll handle the pressure. So I think uh, it made us to feel relaxed, especially players, for for us knowing that um, uh, the coach is coming to us and tell us this. And uh, look, it's not easy, especially when you're coaching in Africa, but I think uh, has, um, he was, he, he spent most of his time, I think, uh, uh in africa if you remember he was a, he was a physical trainer for ghana as well mm-hmm. So started from since then he has been he has been in africa so he, he knew the, the culture of africans so the only thing i'm worried is uh it's a it's 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 the way he is now but he has he has been with uh saudi arabia for long so i'm just hoping that most of the players they understand and uh, know him better and uh, for us, I think he brought a lot of changes, especially for Zambia, you know, because anywhere you go as a coach, you have a lot of criticism, you know. Now, you know, they they were talking a lot. And uh, for us, it never bothered uh, us because uh, uh, we were coming from different clubs. All we wanted was uh, uh, to play football. That's what we know, to play football and uh, see how far it can take us. And uh, fortunate enough, I think they uh, had a good, a squad of players who were able who were able to understand his philosophy as quickly as possible and uh, he had a lot of uh, senior players and uh, who helped him as well but he's a very good person when it comes to bringing players together i think the, thing, the one thing he brought uh, in our changing room as zambians i think it was the togetherness and the brotherhood that's the most important thing he brought because in a team if you don't have uh, you can have good players But if you don't have the brotherhood or the togetherness, forget you can have, you can have best players, but if they're not together, you achieve nothing. So I think that's the most important thing in brought in the Zambian changing room. And uh, yeah, we went uh, with that in our mind, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I completely agree because a lot of times when you look at a club or when you look at a nation, what limits them is you can say, okay, this is, For example, not to to say that they're uh, bad, they're one of the best in the world, but I always thought Argentina suffered from that, which was this didn't seem as much like a unified brotherhood as much as a group of individuals. And the problem with when you have any club or country, when you don't have that unity and you don't feel that like, I'm going to step up to bat for my brother here, I have his back, you know, this is my, this is my guy. It's it can limit you and I I think to your point part of what I felt like what helped you guys surprise was you did have a unified core and the one thing that I've always been kind of curious about you know kind of looking at it for what he's doing now he's with Saudi Arabia and in the Middle East they have talented players but traditionally they've stayed within the Middle Eastern leagues right versus in Zambia for you for example you've been in South Africa playing is it going on 18 years now you you moved okay and even now we've got fashion and he's playing with Rangers we've got Patson playing with um with Lesnar I mean you guys have been changing and I'm wondering if that started with that with 2012 is when people started taking notice and going Zambia has these talented players maybe we should be taking a look at them because traditionally we've seen a lot of Nigerians, we've seen Ghanaians, we've seen Senegalese going and playing in Europe. Mm. I'm wondering if, if because of that triumph, if that helped give some exposure, do you think so? Or Or do you, because you guys have always had talented players. It wasn't a lack of talent. It was, I feel like a lack of, of knowledge from maybe say European clubs or, or something along that matter, if you will. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that, yeah. that's just kind of my, um, my own opinion, if you will. Mm. Look, I
1: think for us, I think uh, we are, look, Zambia has got about 15 to 16 billion people. It, they, it's a landlocked country. It's, uh, it's a small country. And uh, look, most of our players, they play around uh, Africa. So for us, I think um, even in 2012, we had about uh, only James, Cham- uh, not James Chamanga. then We had Christopher Atongo, we had um, uh, we had Sambalungu, we had uh, who else? Mayuka. I think we had four people, okay. four, four players who were playing in Europe, and not in big leagues. Mayuka was at Young Boys. Christopher was at... Uh, no, and James Chamanga. Christopher was playing in Chinese uh, in China. James okay. was playing in China. Samba was playing in Russia. So the rest, it was South Africa
0: and DRC. DRC has been is very noted. I know... Yeah. A... As as, by then, he was in, in DRC.
1: So I think um, we we understood each other very, very quick because um, we know the environment, what happens around Africa. And uh, we know when you go to the tournament, you know, you start to understand things. There's things which you don't complain about. You know, you you start uh, seeing them as normal, but wellness, when you bring players who have been playing in Europe, maybe you've got 10, 15 of them, you know, these other hiccups whereby you say, hey. The beach, the hotel, the water, the water you know it's different, but as I think it was it was something which we know about, so you know it's 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 far where we are we are in the southern part of Africa, and uh look ghana senegal um Nigeria, Guinea, even in north Africa, Western north Africa I think um the only thing I would say it's uh, um, not that they are close that side, but I think um, what I've picked up now, it's the the mentality is different from us who are from southern part of, of Africa with those ones from north and, uh, and west, you know, the, the mentality is different. And uh, I think uh, that's the most important thing because people from the south, uh Southern part of Africa, they always call us that uh, we're cheese boys, we're spoiled. <laughs> you know, <to> understand? So it's <laughs> a it's a it's a different day. They, they've got a different mindset. That's what I can say. But uh, now that uh, slowly but sure, I can see that a lot of Zambians and a lot of uh, teams in Europe now they start to see Zambia because they had to. They were seeing Zambia like. Uh, in a way that uh, is, uh, we did not have that that uh, that recognition from the rest of the world. But now you find that we've got a lot of Zambians in Europe, in South, in uh, even in uh, in America, we have some. Um, but uh, most of them they are playing in lower leagues. So I think that's the first step. As long as they are in those leagues, uh, we are able. They are able to go. To go to go to bigger bigger teams, so for me I think uh, it was just a, about it was about the mindset. I think the mindset. I think, uh, mindset, uh, I think it wasn't uh, it wasn't. Uh, I cannot say it wasn't right, but uh, the recognition by then um, it wasn't there. But after twenty twelve, I think uh, most of the younger ones, uh, young players. I think they are in Europe uh, maybe face division teams, and uh, yeah, don't be surprised when you see Zambia also come. Comes back and uh, that uh, a force a, it's a force to reckon with in the next. Uh, uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a ten-year plan after in, in the next ten years. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, see, maybe as a manager or something during that time. You know, I mean, you're right though. Like in, in some ways, I feel like it actually is a benefit, right? Because you go, okay, I've got these players playing in South Africa and playing in Zambia basically Mm. all being kind of aware of one another like take for example with Qatar you look at that team and the national team is basically comprised of guys playing for like about two or three of the same clubs having Mm. that strong amount of familiarity Mm. in some ways you know it can be a benefit to have that chip on your shoulder and in some ways it's maybe it's actually can be maybe almost a little more unified Mm. because it's like If I've got a squad for, for example, in the U S we have players in the MLS that are on the team, but most of them are playing all across Europe in different leagues. And so while they do have a strong bond and you can tell it in, in the way that they play, this is one of the few times that I've seen that because sometimes what's happened. I've noticed with national teams is it, it feels like they don't click if you will. Mm. And sometimes, like, for you guys, like, it sounds like 2012 was the moment that things clicked. And, Mm. you know, even because at that point, most of the players were playing in Zambia, but you'd been in there in South Africa for, like, eight years at that point, right? Yeah. How did that even happen in the first place, that you went and, and made that move to South Africa initially? Was this something that, like, you like your club had sought out or was the opportunity just presented and you, you thought i'm ready to to take this next step
1: look i think for me it was the opportunity i think it came at the right time we were playing the a kosafa tournament we say zambia was hosting the kosafa so there was a team called freestyle stars and uh, the the coaches of that team from south africa they came to watch another goalkeeper from malawi okay but When they saw me, because by that time I was still young, when they saw me, they said, no, I think I would rather get this one who's young. And uh, when they came and uh, spoke to my club, and then they asked me, the club, are you ready? If I cannot go now, then I will never be ready. Either I'm ready or I'm not, but uh, I'll take this chance. I have to go.
0: It's like now
1: or never. Yes, and then the team sold me. Since so, I've been in South Africa since 2005. (laughs) So long time. It's long time. So since then, uh, when I came to South Africa 2005, um, the team which I played for, the same the same year when I came in June, the following uh, the season started in August. Then the following year we were relegated And then the owner of the team asked each and every player if they still want to remain at the club, but most of the senior players left. But um, funny enough, uh, the by the chairman by then, he's late now, he so rest in peace. They said, but this one is not going anywhere. He's like my son saying saying it to me, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and the same season when we went out in August, we started playing in first division. Uh, we won promotion back immediately. So since then, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I played for Free Sisters from 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. That's when I made a move to go to Mamelody Sanders, my current team. So I've only played uh, for two teams in South Africa it was Free Sisters and Mamelody Sanders, who are my employ- My my employers they are up to now, yeah.
0: Well, the good thing is then you've had some level of consistency. It's funny that you go, Okay, you join the club, immediately relegated, and he goes, Okay, yeah. who's gonna stay? And you, and you don't even get you can't even raise your hand. It's no, no we need him. He's if we have if we want any chance of going back up, we need Kennedy. And yeah. you know, especially to be playing and arguably one of the definitely top five best leagues in Africa. I mean, you look at it and you were playing in South Africa when they hosted the World Cup, right? Mm. And when you look at this, this league, like say with the, um, you got Orlando Pirates and a, a good league, honestly, what changes have you seen? Have, have you seen the league grow and become more popular or have you seen... What like what changes or and transformations I guess we could say, have you seen in, in your experience with, um, with playing in South Africa?
1: I think since I came to South Africa, I've seen the league change um, year in year out, and I think I'll be talking to. Um, I'm speaking from what I've seen since 2005 up to now. I think. Uh, it's like you said. It's one of the best uh, leagues in Africa, and uh, look, it has been it hasn't been easy, but uh, it has been growing in leaps and bounds. And uh, look, I think um, not only in terms of marketing, but the organization also in South Africa, I think they've it has hugely um, improved. You know, even players, the size, it has improved. it, uh, it it's now attracting a lot of players from as far as South America, North Africa, West Africa, even in Europe, you know, so it has grown. And uh, the thing is, um, by then and now, there's a, a very big, uh, very big uh, difference because football evolves every day. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of coaches from Europe, from where, who comes, who comes you know, into this re- into this league. And they change a lot of things. And uh, by that, a lot of people are seeing now football is being played differently. It's being played differently because, uh, look, we, we watch EPL, we watch um, La Liga, we watch uh, Bundesliga, we watch uh, the Italian League. So, you know, as a player also, you have to evolve. And uh, you see nowadays now that, um, you know, when they as a player, when they they give you a back pass. You don't hold it anymore with your head. <laughs> you have to so I think um, the league, I think it's, it's evolving and it's going in the right direction because um, football is changing. And uh, I think they are learning from other other leagues as well. And uh, it's very competitive. It's very competitive. And uh, look, um, fortunate, uh, um, fortunate that... Uh, we at Sundowns, uh, we get every player we want. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think there's a lot of improvement. Uh, not that uh, we have hit the ceiling, but there's a lot of improvement from marketing side, from organisation, players' salaries, you know, professionalism, all all those things. I think uh, the league has improved. That's why it's in the top five of uh, the best league in Africa. I think uh, it has grown. And, um, yeah, even the ones who are running the league, I think they, can, they, they, they know that uh, they can do better. But uh, at the moment where we're going, I think uh, most of the clubs, they know and the kind of football which is played. It's entertaining to watch, yeah.
0: And it's, you know what, it's, it's good for the continent as a whole, right? Because when you look at, any, when you look at a country like South Africa, It's a source of pride to be able to say our league has developed, because one thing I completely agree with you is that as we've seen this kind of rise of globalization, right. And as we've seen this kind of rise in accessibility to, you know, being able to watch Syria, being able to watch La Liga, being able to watch all these different leagues and then even say going, okay, this is the way we're playing in South Africa. Okay. We're going to evolve as we've gained this sort of new insight and this new knowledge and been exposed to different things. And it helps you as a player and it helps you as a a team and as a league. Mm -hmm. And that you can say, okay, this is how they're, this is the tactics like in Spain. Okay. Let's test this out. This hasn't been done before. Let's see if this works. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's kind of the point. And I've, I've noticed that even here in the U S for example, where, The MLS, you know, quite honestly, a decade ago, I'd even say, we'll even start from 2005 on. The level of competition and the overall play was not nearly where it is today. Like right now, I've got um, a few friends of mine playing one with Charlotte and one with Minnesota. And they're Mm -hmm. capturing new fans. There's, There's a greater sense of pride and a greater sense of support. Because they've shed this image as a retirement league. And now they're starting to attract actually good young players. Even Ecuador today had three players playing with LAFC that just won the MLS Cup. That to me, I I think we can agree in that, like, we're coming from countries that aren't traditionally considered, you know, football powers, but Mm. you Mm. guys have won. The greatest honor in African football and to one African Cup of Nations. And then with us, I mean, we've had success, but I think what limits us a little bit as a nation, uh, footballing nation, is that we need our competition around us to get better. Where you guys benefit from is there's a vast amount of talent and competition throughout the continent. You know, I could start in Morocco. And I could go all the way down to Angola to, you know, to, I could beat, you know, even Gabon, Cameroon. We look at Senegal, the whole DRC, all these countries have got immensely talented squads. And I think that helps you guys as, as a nation to perform better. It Mm. doesn't hurt that you guys are, that you're saving the penalties for them. I know you've been the, penalty stopper pretty much your entire career. Yeah. I gotta learn that secret. I, I don't know how you're doing this, but I correct me if I'm wrong. I think you've only, have you only conceded one penalty during your whole career? I, I thought so. I think I've, I don't count. I've,
1: I've conceded a couple of them, but um, look for me, I think it has been always before I was before I changed to be a goalkeeper. I was a striker, so you know, most of the time I've got one secret, um, and I pay attention little details, which I always tell even the youngsters. <laughs> when uh, when someone wants to take a penalty, uh, if his left foot, look at his right foot where it's pointing. If his right foot, look at his left foot where it's pointing. And out of out of out of ten. You'll find that you go to the right direction where that foot is, it's pointing. So for me, I think that's that has been a little secret. And uh, I score and I save as well. <laughs> so for me, I think uh, I know, I, I know the weakness of the goalkeeper, especially when I'm taking a penalty.
0: So that's and, how you uh, scored against Ivory Coast. You already knew what to expect.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> even strikers in our team because i i always like when we are training i can i can just look at your your feet and i'll i'll know exactly where you're going but uh, if you put power and you put height where goalkeeper cannot not reach i don't think uh, you'll be able to save it and i always tell strikers like that but uh look we in africa i think uh, most of uh, most of the football players i think um we're born with it. We're born with talent. Uh, you know, it's not something which they teach you from the from a younger age. No, we bro- we are born with it. Um, that's why most of the time I only say or say, In Africa, we are born with talent, but tactically, we are poor.
0: So then, I guess that's where where that need for either like a strong manager or that internal research comes from right where you go and say okay I have this innate talent how do I harness it how do I use that to maximize my ability because you're Mm -hmm. right I think and then so with you do you think that the way that that comes in is does that come from having a manager provide that those tactics or does it come from you taking the initiative yourself to say, What can I do to get better? You know, who are the top goalkeepers, for example, in the world? How am I going mm. to learn from them? Am I watching Noor play? Am I watching Oblack play? You know,
1: mm.
0: h- how am I learning to get better? Do you think that's, that's the method to take, or is there a, a different method you have in mind?
1: I think when you look at the, the way things are now, you have to take an initiative also as a football player. You cannot just leave everything to the manager. Um, One thing you must know when a lot of managers, they come here, physically, you cannot question that in Africa. Uh, Technically, you cannot question that because we are technically gifted as well. The only thing is as a manager, uh, it's... uh, tactically so it comes also with the player how prepared are you to learn new things but uh, most of the time and I think those are the things which even cost us in most of the uh, tactically discipline when you look at uh, most of the things when we go to the world cup uh, for for example that's where we suffer most of the time but in terms of uh, Punch to punch, you cannot match us, but uh, it's only those little things, tactically, someone forgets something and then you get punished. So for us, I think uh, in Africa, most of uh, most of the players, I think uh, we just lack um, uh, tactically discipline. That's what I can say. Because uh, if the coach comes in, we have to take initiative also as a player to, to know that uh, this is the only job I do. And um, I need to invest a lot as well, you know, investing a lot in some way that uh, if I'm a goalkeeper, I have to see how oblack how the hair trends. You know, by way back, there were not too many goalkeeper coaches, but now we've got a lot of goalkeeper coaches, whether it's at the club level, whether it's a national team level. So we have improved in that aspect. And uh, Look, uh, it won't take long before we see one of African countries go beyond the quarterfinals. And, uh, you know, I because, hope. Yeah, because uh, uh, now things slowly but sure they're going to the same uh, playing level because uh, most of our brothers and um, they're playing in Europe, you know, and uh, they're getting that most of the time um, in in their clubs. So when they come to the team and then you know, because at the national team as well, you're never going to have, you won't have two weeks or three weeks training. <laughs> it's one week <laughs> and one week as a manager. It's ta- it's tactical most of the time. So slowly but sure, now, you can see that uh, a lot of players now, they understand those things and they understand that uh, you cannot only have these gadgets of cell phones, um, iPads, and then you don't use them. They, that is that is the, that is a must-have for any football player because you need to look at other players, what they do. If I'm a goalkeeper, I'm a striker, I'm a winger, I have to check on other players. What they do, why are they playing like that? You understand?
0: I, yeah, it has, I mean, it, that's the whole point, right? Is to say, this player is better than me. How do I get to where I'm at? And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we look at it now and I think there should be hope for the... When I look at even... Okay, they have Monet out, but I think Senegal can go far in this World Cup, and I'm hopeful for that. And I look I look at all I look at them and then I look at even say a Tunisia, a Morocco, you know, even we'll talk about I guess even Cameroon. Mm. I think tactically they have stepped up and they have improved. I I think from a continental-wide standpoint. And with mm. you, you know, you're the most capped player with Zambia. I mean, you've been able to you've been around and been able to see this transformation firsthand. Mm. And from what you've said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there is people are paying greater attention. These players are paying greater attention to tactics. And mm. now, you know, even us conducting this interview, you know, being having get these gadgets, these mm. present us a great opportunity to go and say, we can go and study the game and go and study how things are done. Like for me, I mean, I play for the simple love of the game, but even me, if I'm watching a game, like I'm watching a match today, Mm. I'm looking and seeing how is center playing? How is he cutting? How much pressure is he putting on to say the left back? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like seeing the way, seeing his movement, seeing how is that first touch with the ball? How is he controlling Mm. it? You know, it's, we have this opportunity to study it. So we might as well do that. And I completely agree with you on that because it's there at our disposal. Mm. Why not use it? But at the end of
1: the day, you must understand all these nations, they have stepped up in terms Th- of, they have in, in terms of the organization. Um. Tactically they have improved, but is one, component which will always uh, which will always come back and hate us as, as African countries uh, it's about like I said when I started the interview, the togetherness. we well, can wow. have all things, but if I cannot fight for someone who's next to me, then what is the point? So I think the only thing which is left now for us African countries who, are, who has to compete at the highest level, like the World Cup. I think it's too oh, too much. Obviously, we're not going to have in our teams people like Cristiano, Messi, or what. But it's the hard work we put in. And when you're putting hard work as a team, you can beat any other team. Mm-hmm. With individuals who have
0: got excellent uh, mm-hmm. It goes it goes beyond the individual then doesn't it because you're yes. saying I have this collective spirit Yes, we are one, we are one team we are one one unit that's what allows yes. us to go and excel yeah so that's that's the
1: only thing which is left with us African can, um, uh, teams I think that's the only thing once we work on that one, I think um, we can compete with anyone uh, I cannot question about uh, talents um Nowadays, you cannot question about um, uh, physical, tactical, technical. You can't question that now because most of our players are playing in Europe. They know what they need to do. They know what you, that football. It's what I I do. So this is what is what brings bread and butter on my table. And uh, we need to invest a lot, especially players in ourselves, because you have to check what you eat, what you drink, what time you sleep, you know, all those things come to to place. But um, most of us way back, most of us uh, African players, we did not take that into consideration. But now that's when you see now a lot of players, now they are paying attention to their health, and which is important. That's why the gap is not too much, the gap now. But the only thing is about the togetherness. Once us Africans we we together as the nations like we, when we're competing we 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 forget about petty petty things i think we we'll, any country can can go far yeah
0: do you feel like you guys have reached that balance within zambia because you know with the experience that you have and and everything do you feel like since 2012 that you guys have just had almost like a built-in brotherhood it, it, it kind of seems like that from what you've you've said it seems like you guys are punching above your weight if you will a country of 15 million people but because it, it seems like there's this collective spirit that keeps you guys going Do you mm-hmm. think that that's something that did it come naturally or did it did it take time to, you feel like to build those bonds or somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle
1: uh, look i'll talk about my country i think uh, if you've been to zambia um zambia we 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 are very 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 down to earth uh people very good people and uh, i think um it comes naturally with us i think uh, as a, as a, as a country we've got this thing which we have you know we are giving we are we are we are people who are giving and we are people who are so much. Um, how can I put it? In a way that uh, everyone understands,
0: like we, buoyant. You say, like, uh, like buoyant, or um... yeah, we,
1: we, 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 we people who are who are welcoming. Let me just say that. Okay, we are very and understanding, so it comes naturally for us, and I think. It wasn't difficult for... I'll give you an example. Why in Africa we always have problems in terms of the the togetherness? It's because I'll come as Kennedy, no, I play for Sundance. Someone comes, I play for this team in Zambia. This one comes, I play for this team. But me playing outside Zambia, I'll be feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that person. You understand. This is what... We have, I don't know now, but this is what most of our countries, especially in Africa, we have because we start uh, competing of things which are which are not even necessary, you know. From instead of things. just that, uh, we are representing our country. Forget you are playing for Liverpool. Forget you are playing for Man City. We are here now. We are representing our country. So we need to be together at the end of the day. And that is the thing which is lacking in most of African countries, especially when it comes to the national team. That is, that is the one which is lacking. And uh, look, once we sort out all those things, I'm telling you, we'll be we'll, be, we'll be among all those people who are fighting for, for the World Cup. Always semifinal, final, semifinal, final. But at the moment, you... An example I'll give you, you always have stories, especially countries from Africa who have qualified to the World Cup. You have stories of, no, already people, they're talking about about money issues. I've seen that. I'm, it's ridiculous. You, you understand. So those are the things which comes in. It's small, small things. Yeah, because sometimes people, they'll tell you, okay, yes, I'm making money where I'm playing. going to represent my country is money more than my country or what yes money we need money but uh, it must not come first my country comes first yeah my country comes first and for me to be at the world cup as a player if i didn't represent my country was i gonna be there in the first place no was I gonna be playing for the team I'm playing for now if it wasn't a national team? No. So we prioritize small issues and they end up making making us uh, lose focus at the same time before we even go to the tournament. But I've never heard about maybe a team from South America, from Europe before they go to the World Cup they're talking about allowances i've never I've never heard that. Yes, they always have issues also but i've never heard it come come out in the newspaper on the media and say no players they are fighting for this they cannot they cannot leave the country if this is not uh, sorted out so for us i think uh, those are the small things which we need to fix in our in our in our house uh, for us to to be to be competitive at the highest level especially when it comes to the world cup you know
0: i agree and i mean You hit the nail on the head, which is that we prioritize these minuscule differences that we consider to be so impactful. It's like, okay, yes, we recognize that you're getting paid as players to play with the national team. Okay. But that's not, like you said, that's not what actually matters. What really matters and what's significant is the fact that I'm wearing this flag on my chest. I'm representing this country. For you, it's okay. I'm representing Zambia this is mm. the point of pride. I take this seriously type of thing because mm. it's like you're representing a nation and, and people like, it's not even that they just like look up to you, it's more like it, it makes them excited. You know, it gives them something yeah. to be happy about. And I think that if there are differences or there are problems, sure, those can be addressed but those should be addressed in my mind privately, after the Mm. tournament, and if you do have these like distractions or something ahead of time, you have to ask yourself, am I fully committed and ready to be in this moment to participate? Rather, it's World Cup, African Cup of Nations, you know, Copa America, whatever it Mm. is. If you're not fully prepared Mm. and fully ready, someone may be, you know, they may be really talented, but I I don't think that you should... I think you have to take a long look in the mirror and say, am I ready for this? And if you're not ready to commit, it's okay if it may take some time. But if it doesn't come, you should be honest and say, hey, I can't commit to my country at the moment. Yeah. And, and we'll see what happens. But I do think I'm hoping Senegal will do well. Personally, I'm a, I'm a fan of them. And more importantly, I'm hoping that you guys can make it far in the next Cup of Nations, if I get it my way, I'd have Zambia versus Togo. So, let's see if that's gonna happen. Look, it's it's. it's <laughs> open. So sometimes I see here
1: and then I'm watching Nations Cup and Zambia is not there. You know, it's 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 something which is painful. But uh, at the end of the day, there's, um I think the transition also I think has taken long since the 2012 and I. It's hating everyone. I think we need to take uh, steps that, uh, because Zambia qualified in the Nations Cup like this. Always Zambia is there, but um, for the last two, three, um, we've been struggling and we haven't been there, which is something which a lot of Zambian people, they don't understand because uh, we've been qualifying all along and then all of a sudden in the three editions of the Nations Cup, Zambia is not there. You know, and sometimes you'll be sitting here and then your friends are telling you how your country is not even at the nation's cup. What's happening? You know, you don't
0: have answers. You know what this reminds me of is like I've got a a few friends of mine that are Angolan and Cape Verdean and Angolan Mm -hmm. in particular. You guys have it seems like a similar situation, but I think we also need to take a step back and and look at it and go, okay, yes, you guys haven't qualified not because you guys aren't because there's necessarily an issue with you. It's more like I mentioned Mm. earlier, we have a club like a country like Comoros qualifying. It's Mm. to me, I I view it as more, the continent has stepped up. Mm. Different countries have improved. So so as a result, it's more, okay, this isn't a guarantee that maybe that it would have been in the past. I think that's kind of where more so where it's at.
1: Mm. I think, yeah, you've put it right. I think um, football in African continent, I think it has improved. That's what you have to say. And uh, if football improved in in African continent, as a nation also, you have to step up because uh, way back, uh, Zambia could uh, play Botswana and beat them four, five. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, play Botswana, hey, you'll be surprised. You lose or you draw with the with uh, Swaziland or Botswana, Mozambique. And uh, this shows that football evolves every day and people are doing their work. And it's good for African football that a lot of small nations, they've come up and then they've, they've raised the bar also. There's no guarantee that you go to Malawi that you're gonna come uh, out from Malawi that you have won the game, no. You go there cautious knowing and say, hey guys, it's a difficult one. But way back, it was like, ah, it's Malawi, it's a walk in the park, But nowadays, I think football has improved in Africa. And the reason being, I think it's a a lot of people, they have taken pride in it because, uh, you know, they watch football now on TV it's everywhere, you know. And there's um, a lot of uh, coaches, uh, even in an African continent, who are are taking the initiative of educating themselves, going beyond, knowing more about football you know so we've got uh, a lot of good coaches also not from Europe from somewhere else but within the African continent who are doing their their best to improve their the their, their, their football in Africa and uh, look there's a lot of them look in let's say uh, an example is Senegal we're talking
0: about Senegal who's the coach there? Sisi you
1: he's see? been there
0: since has he been there for like 15 years now? That's the thing. So, yeah, because he was so playing no two with them. Yeah, so
1: it's <laughs> we have to take pride out of that because, you know, most of the time we used to wait for, you know, an expatriate coach must come, is the only one who can take us to the World Cup. But football evolves every day, and most of the coaches now, they can see they're not sleeping, they're not drinking coffee only. They try to <laughs> They try by all means to educate themselves and be at par with where the football is going. So I think it's good that um, it's very competitive. Look, you can go to the Nations Cup now. You find this team like Comoros. You find there's a team like um, Swaziland, Botswana. You ask yourself how, how is it that? And then Zambia is not there. Then Zimbabwe is not there. Angola is not there. Then you start asking yourself: Togo is not there. You understand. Then you start asking yourself, no, it's not because now things um, are uh, football-wise, that country is poor. No, it's because other countries also, they have stepped up.
0: That's you what understand. it is. At the, yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, that's what it is. It's not we've gotten, we've regressed. It's others have progressed. <laughs> that's the that's the point. And I think to, to your point as well, it's nice to see that, We've got someone like CC who's managing Senegal. It's nice to see that we've, the professionalism has improved. I I think that's to me, it's it's the number one thing that is, it's better for the game seeing that there's this improvement. And I know um, one last thing I was curious uh, about if they've ever had any progress with this, but they've been talking about building their own version. Of like the Super League in Africa, I remember them talking mm. about that in 2021. Yep. You think that will ever happen? And would would that be good for the continent? You think, or or what's your? I don't want to say that because that's kind of leading. What do you? What would your opinion be if something like that were to happen?
1: Look, there will be always criticism, naturally. <laughs> and naturally. Uh, or something to see if it's working or not working. There's always that first step where you have to try. Because if you don't try, then it's like what I always tell people, any soccer fan is a very good coach because he doesn't lose and he doesn't win. That's true. <laughs> because football, he doesn't coach the team. So if we don't try that, How we really know that it can work or it cannot work? That's the first step. We have to try it. We can criticize, no, it won't work in Africa because, hey, Africa is too big, traveling.
0: We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But what if it works now? I think that's the point, is why not give it a go? Give it a go. Let's see
1: how it goes. If it fails, then they'll be able to say, okay, yeah, it cannot work. But we cannot just say it cannot work without trying it. Let's try it and see. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works.
0: So exactly. that's the
1: first step. So my
0: own opinion, it's let's give it a chance. Let's see what happens. Okay. I'm with you yeah. on that. I think why not experiment? But mm. I, I appreciate your time today, Kennedy. Thank you for your insight for some extremely humorous stories and for yeah. Just your sagacious opinions. I, I do appreciate that, and um, we look forward to to seeing more from you in the future. And again, um, best of luck with Zambia. Mm. Really hope I can see you guys at the next uh, the next Afcon. I'm hoping. I'm hoping you have be the goalie.
1: Yeah no 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: but we have to qualify. No, uh... No matter what, we have to go. It has been long overdue. Now we we have to qualify. And uh, thanks a lot. And uh, let it be the first. Let let it not be the face and last. This um, anytime, just um, just text or let's talk. If, if there's not, if it is something you need. I'm always open, and uh, we can talk anytime. Don't worry. But uh, it has been uh, an honor to speak to you.
0: Thank you, Kennedy. Likewise, and I hope you have a great evening, sir. Now thanks a lot. Cheers. Take care. Okay.